Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Paxson for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself. MVP time! Windy City Assassin does it again! Bulls got back home. They got a win. Well, I mean, it was a win. It wasn't a pretty win, but it was a win. And we're going to talk about everything about that game. And I mean everything on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I am your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench mob member and Tennessee Ball, CJ Watson. CJ, we said the other day, just win. That was the epitome of the Bulls win over the Wizards. Just win. Yeah, they got it done. That's all we can ask for, you know, and now it's on to the next one. Definitely. It's, I mean, homestands going on. You've got a back-to-back coming up. But we're going to dive really deep into this box score and look at maybe some big-picture implications of a four-point victory over a shorthanded Wizards team. But before we do, I have to tell you about our great friends at Bet Online. Basketball is in full swing, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It is always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. College hoops is in full swing as well. Bowl season is upon us for college football. There's a lot going on. Bet on all of it at BetOnline. What are you waiting for? Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first <clears> deposit. <throat> Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's P-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% welcome bonus at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. And don't forget, as you're doing your holiday shopping, shop.believe.com. There's a lot of great stuff there. We have an official t-shirt of this show. Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, available exclusively at shop.believe.com. The guys are doing great work there. It's a great place to do some last-minute holiday shopping, like I'm probably going to have to do because it's December 8th. I still got 15 days to do my shopping yet. Shop.believe.com is a great place to support the show, support all the shows on the Believe Network, and get some good stuff. I'm not wearing the hat today. Otherwise, I'd have done the shameless plug for the hat. But <laughs> we've got a good we got a good Bulls win to talk about today. Well, mm. kind of good. 115 to 111. Bulls beat the Wizards at home. It was ugly. That was an ugly victory. But our motto the other day was just get a win. They did. They stopped the losing streak. The losing streak is over. I mean, there's some good, some bad, but more importantly, CJ, a, a win is a win, right? In this case, yeah, yeah, for sure. You just wanted to win. I think they may maybe uh, played down to their competition a little bit uh, with them not having Bradley Bill there. But like you said, as uh, long as they win, that's the that's the biggest thing. Let's just start this momentum and try to go on a winning streak right now. And no Bradley Bill, no Rui Hachimura for the Wizards. And the Wizards actually took a lead at one point. I mean, it was in like the third quarter. I think they even had it in the second quarter. 
the Bulls led at the end of the first quarter. It was a good start. I mean, that's one yeah. thing we've talked about all year is the slow starts. They got off to a good start, and then they just, like you said, I think they played down to the competition, and all of a sudden you had yourself a game. Yeah, yeah, they made it a lot closer than we wanted, I'm sure. Um, but like you said, our big three came together um, and played really well. Uh, bench production wasn't uh, as it has been or as we wanted to be, I guess, in the past. But um, hopefully, you know, they'll, they'll pick it up and start to be consistent. But like you said, our big three came to play. We shot the ball better from three um, this game. So I think that's a bright spot that we can look for. It's all about the bright spots. The big three, as you said, DeMar DeRozan, 27 points. Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic, 25 points apiece. You know, I want to start with the good because there, like I said, there's some bad in this. It was an ugly game, but let's start with the good. Was that the most complete performance of the year from the Bulls' big three? I think so. And like you said, they all came together. Um, Vooch, um, especially that we've been wanting him more in the post-up area. Uh, he hit some threes. Uh, he was in the mid-range. So I think for him, you know, that's that's the game you want to see from Vooch. Uh, DeMar struggled a little bit in the first half. second half came, came together. And Zach's been, you know, Zach the last few games uh, – being aggressive, attacking the basket, um, knocking down three. So that's what we that's what we want for those big three from the Bulls. I agree. And Zach had a good night from the floor, five and nine from three point, eight and nineteen from the field. So more success from three point range. Maybe not shooting the ball as well as he wants to from inside the arc, but still five and nine from three. And I go back to it's more how you finish, right? Yeah. Like you can start the game slow. We talk about these slow starts. Now I'm not saying I'm happy with the Bulls, you know, trailing by 15 points sometimes at the end of these first quarters. Like, yes, they started strong, but they finished strong. They got the win. And I think the big three rose to the occasion. That's mm -hmm. a really good sign because Billy Donovan called them out. It feels like it was almost two weeks ago. I think it was almost two weeks ago yeah. that Billy Donovan called those guys out. Now it seems like they're starting to step up when it matters. And those are the types of games you need them to step up. Yeah, for sure. Especially in these type of games, um, especially when your coach calls you out, your star players got to show up and they've been doing that. Uh, and especially in this game, uh, it wasn't the greatest competition, um, but you want to see that consistency against any team and whoever they play in the NBA. So I think it's a start. All we can do is just kind of go, go up from here. And the guy who made the biggest difference in this game is someone we talked about at length the other day, Alex Caruso. Mm -hmm. Plus 17 on the plus minus. Now I know plus minus is a skewed stat. I know that you can kind of fudge that however you want, but still he had the highest plus minus of the game, five points, four boards, nine assists, four steals. You know, I have my worries about like starting him, maybe start Goran Dragic. I, I think I'm sold now. Keep Alex Caruso in the starting lineup because he can come in no matter what, he's going to come in in that closing unit. But mm -hmm. I think starting him, maybe that was a big reason why they were able to get off to the start they did and then put him in late in the game. He puts his body on the line. He was the difference in that game, I think. Yeah, for sure. He brings uh, all types of energy, positive energy. Uh, he doesn't need the ball. That's why I, I think I like him uh, inserted into that starting lineup. Um, like I said, he can knock down an open three here and there, but his call is to uh, go on, on that defensive end, cause havoc on the uh, other player, other team's best player, and uh, just, you know, um, just cause a lot of havoc out there. And I think that's what he does. He gets steals, he gets deflections, things of that nature. And that really excites your team. And we have talked about what he means to this team. I mean, last year when he got hurt, you know, we, it was happened at the same time, you know, Lonzo went down, Zach went down and Caruso went down. Caruso was the biggest domino to fall there because he brings so much on defense and he can, he passes the ball so well. We have talked about how selfless he is with the basketball, how he doesn't need the basketball in his hands. And last night you saw that he doesn't need to score. I mean, five points, you look at that, but then you see the highest plus minus of the game with just five points. That to me speaks of the type of glue guy he is and yeah. why he is so integral to this team's success. Yeah, for sure. That's the that's the call of a of a good player, someone who doesn't need the ball, someone who's selfless. 
someone who can go out there and uh, make plays um, offense and defense and really doesn't need the ball or need any plays called for him. I think he's going to find the ball and the ball's going to find him. And that's the, that's the great thing about Alex. Definitely. And we've talked about the good now. Like I want to leave with the good. I got some bad <laughs> stuff that I want to get to. Cause I told you the wizards didn't have Bradley Beal or Rui Hachimura. They were both injured. Now keep in mind, the bulls also didn't have Javante green, which that's big from the energy standpoint. And Javante has proven he can make some big plays this year. I mean, it doesn't show it doesn't always show up in the box score, kind of like Alex Caruso. Now that's apples and oranges, I'd say. I think their games are very different. But Javante, from an intangible standpoint, he's a big part of this team too. So the fact that the Wizards didn't have two of their better guys and the Bulls play like they did, to me, if the question's coming up, yes, a win's a win. But are there still reasons to be concerned about this team? I think so. Um, like you said, um, there's definitely spots where we can get better at, I think. Um, like bench production, I think, is one of them. Um, and then just, just the consistency. I think that's the biggest thing with this team is being consistent on a 9 in 9 in basis. And looking at the box score, the Wizards struggled from three-point territory. And when I say struggled, I mean mm-hmm. they were 9 for 31 from three-point land. And they lost by four points. And right. we talk about the perimeter defense being a thing. Well, they played pretty well. Last night against the Wizards, they kept Kristaps Porzingis off the board from deep, but then it comes down to inside the three-point line and the defense they played there. So some nights they struggle from the perimeter defense, some nights they struggle in the paint. That goes back to that consistency. How do you find that consistency on defense? Uh, that's a great thing. I think all you can do is just keep practicing it, uh, do a lot of shell drills, activities, a lot of one-on-one stuff, a lot of... Uh, two on two, three on three, where the help defense is helping. So I think that's just something they got to clean up in practice, uh, watch some film about it. But like I said from before, just uh, every guy just taking it uh, personal and saying, I'm going to stop my guy. I'm going to let, let my guy score. And the defense, again, was not perfect. The Wizards went to the free throw line 29 times. The Bulls went 17. Now, something I want to point out with Porzingis, and this is something they showed on the broadcast. This is not just me being me, and I, I have been vocal about don't make it come down to the referees, and I'm it, obviously they won, so no one's blaming the referees, but we need to we need to talk about the flopping from Porzingis yeah. because the NBC Sports Chicago broadcast showed there were times, I mean, there was one play, he literally like grabbed Patrick Williams' arm and flopped back, and they called <laughs> it on Patrick Williams. Like, right. that, he went to the free throw line 16 times, now, keep in mind, the Bulls as a team went 17 times. So part of that was on the defense. Like, I mean, there were plays where, no, it was a, it was a ticky-tack foul, but you've got to be more disciplined on defense. But don't send a team to the free throw line 29 times. Yes, they shot 20 of 29. They didn't shoot great from the strike, but be more disciplined. Yeah, yeah, you got to be more disciplined. You can't foul like that. Um, and definitely you don't want to uh, be baited into the flopping. Uh, I guess you got to be a digestive flopper and pick and choose your spots. Uh, I, I was a flopper, I guess, in my day too. So I can't, <laughs> I can't, uh, you know, get on anybody about it, but you got to pick and choose your spots. <laughs> but I think uh, if, you're, if you're, you're the Wizards, you're probably looking at this game like this was probably a game that we could have, we could have won, especially without two, without two of our better players. I uh, let it get away from us. So, but uh, I think the Bulls, you know, did a good job and at least they got the win. Did you ever get called out for it by the referees or by the other team when you flopped? No, just uh, like when I played for the Pacers, Frank Vogel would always uh, say, don't flop or whatever. But, hey, I'm getting to the free throw line. I'm getting extra points. <laughs> um, I think I got I got fined one time when I was with the Nets uh, for flopping because I think I, I was stupid. I said something about it in the uh, uh, postgame speech or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you threw yourself under the bus? <laughs> I know, right? Stupid. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it happens. 
I mean, we all say dumb things into a microphone, right? I mean, go back through the archives of this podcast. You'll find you'll find stuff I said. <laughs> but the, the big thing with Porzingis, too, besides the 16 free throws, he shot six threes and didn't make one of them. And I mean, that was just the tail yeah. of the tape. Nine for 31 from three, 20, 29 from free throw line. There's no reason the Wizards should have won that game, let alone kept it that close. So the right. fact that they had that kind of success, that's one of the bright spots to take away from this because Porzingis, I mean, he, he's streaky. Yeah, he had 28 yeah. points, but 12 of them came at the free throw line. Like when you can contain a streaky guy like that, that makes it a little easier, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it definitely makes it a little easier. Um, keep him off the off the boards. Um, like you said, that was a great job playing the Garden of Three uh, like they did. So hopefully they can continue to do that on, on Saturday when the, a team is coming in, you know, more dynamic than this Wizards team. And they definitely get to the paint. They find shooters and one of the best players in the league right now, if not one of the front runners for MVP. Oh, I agree. And if you're if you don't know the schedule, we're talking about the Dallas Mavericks, and we're going to get to that. <laughs> we're going to talk more. But that's a big back to back that they've got mm-hmm. coming up this weekend. But there, there's still one big thing on the Bulls end that I didn't like late in the game. And we talk about this with Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams did this as well, but it it wasn't just him. Mm-hmm. The Bulls seemed hesitant to shoot in the fourth quarter. And I mean, I'm all for the extra pass. Like, don't get me wrong. I said that the other day. Like, the extra pass is a good thing. Right. But they sometimes made one too many passes last night against the Wizards. They seem too passive. Is that kind of falling into playing down to your opponent? Is that just kind of, you know, you're struggling against a bad team like that? What What's kind of the mentality there? Take me inside what happens when you're just hesitant to shoot the ball. I think for me, uh, just as a player, being in that situation before, we've lost maybe four, four or five in a row, and uh, no one wants it to be their fault. <laughs> uh, so everyone doesn't want to take that last shot or put the blame on them. So I think that's what it kind of comes to. Do. But hopefully, with this win, they'll get out of that, you know, out of that feeling, get those emotions out of the way, and just go out there and play basketball. Everyone's, someone's going to win, someone's going to lose, and you're going to fail, but you're going to learn from your failures, and hopefully, they they can do that. I even tweeted, just shoot the ball, like right. just just shoot it. Good things happen, and then look. What after after I tweeted it, Zach Levine rattles off three in a row. Vooch made a big one. Like yep. good things happen when you mm-hmm. shoot the basketball. It sounds so oversimplifying the game. That's because it is. But you've got to shoot the basketball. Like I'm, I I love the extra pass. And I think there were a couple times where it was warranted. I mean, Patrick Williams is, is great at the at the extra pass, but there was one time he had an open look, he didn't take it. Kobe White had an open look, he didn't take it. Like yep. just shoot it when it's open. Yeah, I think it's, you know, uh, part of it also is about not being a great three-point shooting team. If you look at maybe a better three-point shooting team like Boston or Golden State, they're all shooting threes, you know, and they have the green light. You know, with the with the Bulls, we don't, we're not a great three-point shooting. So I think that kind of is kind of it's kind of more mental than anything for me. And that's where a guy like Kobe White, I would think it surprised me that he won t- that he at least once kind of yeah. didn't take it. Like he's your, he's your catch-and-shoot guy. Like just take right. it. Like he's one of those, I mean – you would give Kobe White the green light, wouldn't you? I would, yeah. But like I said, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure being on that court and failing and losing. And you don't want to be a team, uh, you know, already lost four in a row. And this is number five. And I I got the shot and I missed. And the blame's on me. So, uh, you know, it comes with the territory. You just got to, you know, man up and just gotta get over it. Yeah. See, that's where, like, I've only ever watched from the stands. I, I did watch from the press box one time. Like we, it was for a class. So like, I've never been on the court. I've talked at length. I can't shoot. I couldn't hit water <laughs> if I fell out of a boat, but that's why I like your, your perspective here is so good because you, the inside, the mindset of an NBA player in the middle of a losing streak, like that's not something the, like the fan, the a- average fan like me, I don't right. think about that too much. 
Right. Yeah. Like I say, there's lots of different things that come with uh, the pressures of being a, a NBA player. There's good and bad, uh, just like any other job, I feel like. But definitely this is more uh, criticized than any other job, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, that's just it's professional athlete, too. I mean, yeah. if this game was on national TV, I mean, I've got I've got ESPN on my TV right now. Like if, if it was on national TV and something happened, like we'd hear about it because it's on the bigger stage, like it's going to be amplified right. more. Like, right. And I, I feel like Adam and Stacy do a really good job. I think Stacy King does a good job, like kind of, OK, hang on, like this needs to change. But here's why, like the, the player right. perspective is so important. Yeah, I feel like it is it's more important than anything because they've been there before. Stacy, you know, obviously has won championships and uh, played at high level. So I think the player perspective is always going to be needed in uh, commentating or in, just in part of the game, front office, everything. I think it's going to uh, give you a different perspective of, of the view of the player and the view of the game. I agree. And it also comes in handy when your team is struggling like this. Like everyone's talking about blow up the bulls and even Charles Barkley got in on the fun of blow <laughs> up this team. And we have been here saying no, not yet. Even after that win, like I people on Twitter and I, I, I understand why they still aren't comfortable with where this team is. I mean, Cody Westerland from six seventy the score. He is the one who started this. He's like, okay, with this win, sounds like the fan base isn't going to be reassured with where this team is at. There's still a lot of questions. So as a player, what do you take away from a win like this where you had a shorthanded team, you let them into it, you only won by four, but a win is still a win? Uh, just like you said, a win is a win. No matter how, if we won by 20 or by four, obviously it wasn't pretty um, by any, any standards. So like I said, just go back to the tape. You take this win uh, and just move on. Uh, then you can get ready for the next one and try to get a streak of four or five in a row. Then you continue that streak, you know, and hopefully six, seven, eight, whatever down the road. But uh, I think that's, that's all you can do is just take it with the win and just go on. But even with a game where you struggled, how do you create momentum going forward? Because you've got two a tough back-to-back coming up. Granted, I, th- I think they're both at home. If not, the first one for sure is at home. Mm-hmm. How do you keep the momentum going? Just uh, just trying to get back in the playoff hunt. That's what you want to want to do. You want to get your record better. Obviously, um, they're not the the record where they they want to be. Um, obviously, I think they're a better team than their record shows. So I think just getting one win at a time will help their confidence regardless if they struggled or not and just kind of move on to the next game. And even though the opponents are going to get harder and harder, uh, you got to pick your game up and, and, and rise to the occasion. Bulls have Dallas on Saturday. Then they have Atlanta in Atlanta on Sunday. So it's not both at home. They go from the United Center to Atlanta, which is, it's not the used to be the, I think it was the State Farm Center. I forget what, or Phillips Arena now is yeah. what it, it's what it used to be. That's what it wasn't when I went there. Like, I still can't get over that. Like, they changed the name <laughs> of it, but they're going to Atlanta on Sunday. They're home against Dallas first. Like, that, those are two teams. I have, I will not shut up about how scared I am of the Atlanta Hawks with, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what Trey Young's situation is. But I, I still don't have any clarity on that. Even just since we recorded on Monday, I still don't know what's yeah, I mean, going on there. <laughs> but either way, take, even if you take Trey Young out, they still got DeJounte Murray. Like, yeah. And if they if they're both on the court together, to me that is, that's thunder and lightning. Like that is that is a really good combination. I think that's one of the scariest backcourts in the NBA. But first, you got to play Luka Doncic. Right. So your caliber of opponent th- this weekend is going to be really really tough. You've got to step up. Yeah, for sure. And you can't have any slow start, especially against Dallas. They'll they'll pick you apart. Um, and the the main thing is defense. Like we've been saying since since day one, how are they going to guard Luka? How are they going to guard the switches? Um, and uh, are we going to stop them from hitting all these threes? So hopefully, you know, that can change and we can hit some threes of our own and, and get a win. 
Yeah, those are two teams that can beat you in multiple ways. Like, you know, with, with Dallas, I want to pull up their stats here. Like, I mean, we talk a lot about Luka, understandably so. I think he's arguably the best player in the league. I mean, I think you can – I'm not going to bet on Giannis, or I'll bet on Giannis over him type hmm. of deal. But, I mean, he averages 32.9 a game. Right. They also have Christian Wood down low. So if you do, if you do like you did against the Wizards and you guard the perimeter well, guess what? You still got Christian Wood. You've got to guard the yeah. paint. So you've got to play a complete game against Dallas. I mean, they're 13 and 11. Their record isn't outstanding. But right. that is still, they're kind of like, to me, the, how I think of the Pelicans. The, mm-hmm. Despite their record, that's a team that can torch you. You've got to play a complete game against Dallas. Then you can make a statement. Yeah, for sure. That that would be a big statement win, especially on TV. I think we got to get Vooch going early. Um, they don't really have a, a big inside presence. So I think Vooch getting confidence early and then, you know, making him draw double teams and then kicking it over for threes and stuff like that. So I think he hopefully that's the game plan, and we'll, but we'll see. Yeah, we will definitely see. And, I mean, that Hawks game scares me more because I – Yeah, especially on back-to-backs. Back to, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got the second half of back-to-back and you have to travel for it. Yeah. Like you're going from home to away overnight to play that team. And I just keep the disclaimer, don't know what that dynamic is. There could be an opportunity there, kind of like there was against Brooklyn. Everything yeah. happened with the Nets. Bam, Bulls went in there. They got the win. Like there mm-hmm. could be something like that. I'm not going to jump to conclusions about what's going on with Trey Young and Nate McMillan. But it, my word of the year, well, two words now, consistency and opportunities. You've right. got opportunities here. Take them yep. and build momentum off this game. It was an ugly win. I don't, if you can argue, maybe it be on the box score. If you watch the game, the eye test, like they shouldn't have won the game, but they did. Now you've got to say, okay, we're going to put it in the bank and move on. Yeah, for sure. You got to build on this, you know, stack up W's and, and move on. Um, hopefully, like I said, these are, these will be big, two big momentum wins. If you get both of them um, and, you know, kind of get your confidence going and get the team's consistency going and, and kind of move on to the right, right direction. And then after that, they've got two games against the Knicks, both at the United center. The first of which is on ESPN. You know how I love when the Bulls play on national TV anymore. But th- this week is, once again, a get-right opportunity. I There is a possibility. The Bulls are 10-14 and 14 right now. If they can get to 14-14 and 14 and get to 500, maybe the fan base will quiet down a little bit. You know, you'll rattle off on a five-game winning streak. Maybe that'll put some people's minds at rest. Yeah, this will silence a lot of haters, you know, and uh... – Definitely, you know, bring a lot of people uh, back onto the fan base and just give back. To, when, once you get back to 500, anything can happen after that. You know, I think that's the big thing um, with their confidence. And once they get back to 500, I think the sky's the limit for them. And with tanking and everything, we can get into the lottery odds and all that. But I don't feel like exhausting that right now. But the 10 seed <clears throat> in the Eastern Conference, I broke my own rule. I'm looking at the standings, but you're going to understand <laughs> why. The Miami Heat are 11 and 14. The Knicks are 12 and 13. The Sixers are 12 and 12. The Raptors and Pacers and Hawks are all 13 and 12. The Nets are 14 and 12. It is jam packed in the East. It feels like, and this is just across the league this year, it seems like you get on a winning streak, you're putting yourself in position. Doesn't matter what time of year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. That's why I said these consistent wins will be big for the, for the Bulls and, Definitely for their confidence. Um, um, every game means something right now, and no matter what, who you play, you got to get those W's and, and stack them up. And uh, especially with our schedule, it'll be one of the easiest go- uh, going forward. Hopefully, we can uh, cash in on that, you know, and get some wins. Third easiest in the league going forward. That was before the Wizards game. That was according to Tankathon. We talked about that the other day, and that's I go back to the word opportunity. You've got a chance here. 
take advantage of it and get yourself in position because it's December. This is the equivalent to me. And I don't think I've ever made this reference, but I think it works. It's the equivalent to me of moving day in a golf tournament where you've yeah. got, you've got your scores. Like I'm a, I'm a big golf guy. I'm not very good at it, but I'm a big golf guy. <laughs> like you've got your scores going into Saturday. It's moving day going into the final round. You're in December. Trade deadline is going to be coming around the corner. Mm-hmm. You got the trade date coming up well, a week from today. Actually, it's December 8th. So in a week, you got the trade date of December 15th. This is the time to make a move. And then once the calendar flips to 2023, get off to the races. Yeah, for sure. You got to, you got to start fast. And I think, um, just closing out this this year and this season, uh, this season, this uh, this month on a on a good winning streak and a good note would be big for their confidence. And then like maybe look to get some trades here and there. And but if not, you know, just just ride this whole thing out. And then hopefully, you know, the ball boy comes back, you know, and, and wreaks havoc and then just rides us into the playoffs. They can end the season on a winning streak too. Right. I mean, I'd yeah, be yeah. fine with that. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no one would complain about that. Right. But, and the. the I hope we get Lonzo back. I mean, I'm, I yeah. read Ricky O'Donnell's piece over at SB Nation. Ricky does a great job covering the NBA. And I read his story about Lonzo being broken and the Bulls are broken as a result. The fact that your fourth best player can have that big of an impact. He called Lonzo Ball the best role player in the NBA or could be the best role player in the NBA. I think I'd have to agree with him. And if the Bulls can get him back, man, that's going to be huge. I just don't know when that's going to happen, if it's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Um, like I said, just got to keep keep playing until he gets back. But he makes things a lot easier for everyone. Opens up the game for DeMar, Zach, Vooch. And uh, just like I said, just makes it easier. Shows the value of a good point guard. I mean, yep. I called for a true point guard for two years. They got Lonzo. And I mean, yep. you, you know what it's like to be the point guard on a, on an NBA team. Like there's yep. there's a lot that goes into that. That's why, like, yeah, fourth best player on the team. You still have a big impact. Yeah, point guard to me is one of the hardest positions in the NBA. You got to manage so many different personalities, egos. Uh, you got to try to get your shot, but you also get the other guys' shots and and just be a leader on the court, another extension of the court uh, of the coach. So, I think he's uh, been doing a great job so far. But um, we got to get him back. So hopefully, you can you know see where this team really uh, where the ceiling really is. Yeah, ceiling is the roof, as the goat Michael Jordan once said. I will not <laughs> stop making that reference. That's not gonna. That will never stop. That quote will always crack me up right. <laughs> it's it's too good so hey briefly because we got a couple minutes here before we're going to wrap up we did get some news this morning Brittany griner has been released there was a prisoner swap with russia she's coming home she's on the plane home as we're recording this uh just want to get your reaction to that news because this is just fantastic news for the wnba and i mean there's a lot of people that are reacting to this news that's really great yeah, I think it's great. Uh, like I said, I've been definitely one advocating to bring her back home. Um, not saying what she did was right or wrong, but just glad she's be able to be back home uh, with her family and uh, just can try to continue to play basketball and do what she loves to do. Yeah, it's going to be great to get her back out on the court eventually. I mean, obviously, WNBA offseason right now, nobody's playing. But to get her back out on the court after after everything, it, what, what did I see? Um, about 10 months yep. she was over there coming home. This is just a, a great story. Like yeah, I, I'm yeah. glad I'm glad it worked. I it was longer than maybe you know maybe it should have, but you don't know the logistics right. of all that. There's a lot that goes into this. We were talking before right. we started recording. It is not as simple as right. it sounds, but I I think the fact that she's coming home now, a lot of people are breathing a sigh of relief. Yeah, I think so too, and uh, definitely just want to you know um, just try to get everyone back home. Uh, other I know there's other families, uh, loved ones whose people are still over there, so hopefully we can get them back too. So everyone's happy, not just you know just one family. And as a as a member of a military family, my my brother my brother served. He's a naval officer. I've got great uncles that have served. I've got other relatives that have. Like 
I am so beyond happy that Brittany Griner yeah. is coming home. Now let's work to bring Paul Whalen home as well. The Marine that's yeah. over there. Let's work. Let's do that. Let's get that next. You've got one. It's great. I, I don't want to diminish the fact that Brittany Griner is coming home like this right. made me very, very happy. Now let's, I'm all about what's next. Okay. Now let's get him home too. And then we'll go from there and get other people who are detained home. Yep. Let's get everybody home. Let's get everybody happy. And you know, this is uh make this a peaceful world and, and uh, continue to do great things and help everybody. Definitely. One last look at the Bulls upcoming schedule here before we wrap up home against Dallas on Saturday, second half of a back-to-back on Sunday in Atlanta, at the, I call it the artist formerly known as Phillips arena. I don't, I think it's the state farm center <laughs> now or something like that. Then a back-to-back against the Knicks at Minnesota, at Miami, at Atlanta, at New York. That's a favorable schedule. I keep saying that every episode. I feel like I say it's a favorable schedule, but this feels like it's there for the taking. This is where you can make a move. Like I said, yeah, we got to build the momentum right here, and the Bulls got to really uh, capitalize on these next four or five games and try to get back to 500. And then, like I said, the, anything can happen from there. And no more ugly wins over bad teams. Like, beat the teams you're supposed to beat, and maybe right. get one win over a team you're not supposed to beat, and go from there. Maybe get another one, and the wins will pile up. Right. Yep. Just win, baby, win. Regardless of ugly, pretty, just get it done. <laughs> I I agree a hundred percent. We're gonna go ahead and wrap up today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented to you as always by our friends at Bet Online. Use that promo code B L E A V fifty percent welcome bonus. That's a good deal. There's a lot going on in the sports world right now. And go buy our shirt, Jordan Pippen ninety eight, The Last Dance, available at shop.believe.com. The guys have a lot of great stuff there. That's the official shirt of our show. CJ, another fun episode, my man. We will do this again next week, and maybe we'll be talking about a winning streak. We'll see. We hope so. Always hoping to be talking about wins. This is the first time we talked about a win in a while on the show. I want want more. I want more. I feel like that. I feel like Kobe Bryant. I'm sitting here going, more, more. Give me more of this. We will see you back here on Tuesday, everybody. Have a great weekend. Swimsuit, check. Sunscreen, check. Phone charger, check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.